everybody welcome back to the podcast let's turn our bibles to the book of genesis chapter 34 and let's see what the bible is trying to teach us in the last chapter we studied that jacob met his brother esau and everything was in good terms and jacob and his family have settled within the city of shechem let's get into genesis chapter 34 and let's see what lesson do we take home today so jacob and his family have settled within the site of the city of shechem they've also purchased the land that they occupy outside the city so point to be noted jacob and his family are not living in the city but are living close to the city now also note that the people in this city of shechem were not god's people they were ungodly they were unholy they were into rituals and stuff which was against god's word so keep these two things in mind that jacob and his family were not living in the city but they were living within the site of the city so they were living close and that the people in the city were ungodly people these israelites have found a home eventually though things go terribly wrong between the shechemites and jacob's family what happens is one day jacob's daughter dina has gone to the city to socialize with the women of shechem armer's son also called shechem sees dina he grabs her and rapes her This language of the text which is used in the Bible makes it very clear that this was not seduction or this was not something consensual. So this was something which was on the head of Shechem. Then perversely Shechem decides that he loves her and he wants her for his wife. He demands that his father Harmer makes this happen. This is found in Genesis chapter 34 verse 1 to 4. This ignites a series of devastating events. First, Jacob learns of the rape, but he takes no immediate action. I'm not very sure or it's not very really clear with me as to why Jacob doesn't take an immediate action. Instead, he just waits for his now grown son to return from the field where they are working now. As soon as the news reaches the sons, Jacob's sons are livid. They're very angry, and in their anger, they express that such a thing must never be done in israel on the other hand hamer and shechem arrive and begin to negotiate for dina to be shechem's wife so they're with jacob and they're trying to negotiating they're saying oh i'll give you this part of land or i'll give you livestock or i'll give you gold or silver but the thing that you need to notice is hamer and his son express no remorse they express no sadness Shechem thinks that what he did was absolutely right and he has all the right to go and take Dinah as his wife now. Now understand that Dinah was about 15 to 16 years old so she was just a teenager. Harmer suggests Jacob that he and his people should marry into the city so their people should intermarry. And if you remember God had ordered Jacob to not mingle with the ungodly. God had ordered Jacob to be separate. That is why God spent so much time with Jacob trying to mold his character into something God wanted him to be, just so he could be different from other people, just so he could be closer to God. So God had strictly told Jacob not to intermarry, not to um, mingle with the ungodly people. What happens after this is Jacob tells his son about all the things that have happened. Jacob's son think about the deal and then they hatch a deceitful plan. Now, keep this in mind that 
Jacob's blood has traveled to his sons and his sons are just like Jacob when Jacob was away from God. Jacob was the deceiver. Likewise, his sons hatch a deceitful plan to take a revenge on Shechem. Jacob's son claimed Dinah may marry Shechem. So they agree to intermarry between the people and they agree that Dinah can marry Shechem and they make Shechem think that everything is okay, everything is cool and they make Harmer, the father of Shechem, think that everything is going on well. However, Jacob's son place this condition. They say that all men of Shechem would have to be circumcised as the men of Jacob's family were. Circumcision is the ritual of removal of the foreskin of the male genitalia. When it is performed on an adult, it is simply painful. If the men of Shechem won't be circumcised, they threaten to take their sister, possibly by force, and leave the area. Now, when circumcision is performed on an adult, it takes, l it takes a longer time for the affected area to heal. And when it is done on a smaller child, on a baby, it takes less time for it to heal. Therefore, Jacob's son had hatched this deceitful plan and had told this condition that all the men of Shechem's city should be circumcised and only then can Dinah marry Shechem. Surprisingly, Harmer and Shechem immediately agreed. They didn't think about it. They didn't even um, talk to his... Um, he could have other people in, the, in his city, his leaders. He didn't even talk to them. He just agreed to everything Dinah's brother said. Shechem wants to have Dinah for his wife very badly. And this passage indicates he has little self-control, which leads him to what he did to Dinah. His father seems focused on the financial opportunity as presented by intermarrying with Jacob's family. So if people intermarry with Jacob's family, there would be livestock exchange, gold and silver exchange. Harmer thinks that his city would now flourish. And this would mean keeping his impulsive sons safe from the consequence of his own action. Together, they gather all the men of the city and make their pitch. If we all get circumcised, we will end up much wealthier is what they said to all of the men in the city. They did not directly mention the rape or Shechem's desire to marry Dinah. They just told everybody that if we circumcise, then we would become really rich. The men of Shechem agree and undergo the ritual surgery. In this era, before modern pain management, adult circumcision was painful and deliberating. While the affected area was healing, a circumcised man could expect to be very sore and restricted in his movement. So understand that Shechem's men would now be circumcised and because of this circumcision act, their movement would be restricted and would be limited. Jacob's son wanted exactly this. Because as soon as the circumcision act was made and the men of the city were handicapped, Levi and Simeon led an assault on the city, slaughtering all the adult males. They also retrieved Dinah, kill Harmer and Shechem. Next, the rest of Jacob's son enter the city, gather up Shechemites, livestock, money, possession, wives, and children. After all this, Jacob reappears in the narrative. He's quite angry, but his response makes no mention of Dinah's abuse or 
the brutal trickery of his sons. Rather, he condemns Levi and Simeon for ruining his reputation. If we focus on the part which the Bible wants us to focus, what is the learning point? What do I learn from this chapter? I have talked to many people about this chapter and many people try to focus on answering this very question. Whose fault was it? After all of this happened, whose fault was it? Well, to answer the question very simply, the Bible does not focus on whose fault was it. What the Bible wants us to learn from this chapter is that whenever we mingle, whenever we associate, whenever we go into the city of the ungodly, bad things tend to happen. Dinah went over to socialize with the women of Shechem. She wanted to make friends, she wanted to hang out, and it was okay because children need to make friends. But because she entered into an unholy, ungodly city, the people in the city were not like Jacob's people because Jacob's people were pure. They were pure in their mind. The people in Shechem's city or Shechem himself were, had an impure mind and poor Dinah didn't know it. So as soon as she entered the ungodly city, she had to go through all that she had to go through. The one point that we all take back is mingling or associating with the ungodly can be very difficult and can result in such bad things. If I go to what the psalmist says, if I turn to the book of Psalms chapter 1 verse 1, the psalmist is very clear. He says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. So David clearly says, you should not mingle with the ungodly. Why? Because when we read through the Bible, every time somebody associated with the ungodly, bad things happened. When Abraham and Sarah had to go to Egypt, Abraham had to lie. When he associated with the Egyptians and the Egyptian king gave a maidservant to Abraham, Hagar, a terrible mistake. And now we see what happens when we associate ourselves with ungodly people. So I believe that the Bible is trying to teach us to stay away from such people, to maintain a distance from such people so that we don't end up in a pit so that we don't end up in a bad place. Keep thinking about this biblical passage and keep it always in your mind that associating with the ungodly can result in difficult times.